Hello, this is Brian Bullington, and I am pastor of New Song Family Church in Ventuk, Namibia. I'm so glad that you have joined us today, and it's my prayer that this podcast message will help you to grow closer to Jesus as you walk daily with Him. So when I, when I gave my life to Christ, I was 18, and I remember at the end of the service, this guy who was one of the guys who greeted us was also one of the elders in the church, and he was a guy called Anaclet. And Anaclet walked up to me after I've given my life to Christ, and he says, do you know who Jesus is? And I'm thinking, oh, yeah, I committed to him just now. And he's like, no, 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 do you know who Jesus is? And so I think he was waiting for me to say no. So I asked, I think I kind of do. He asks again, do you know who Jesus is? Then I get it. I say, no, I don't. And so he says, I've got something for you. And he's very excited. He's, he's obviously worked with a lot of young people. He's very, very hyped. And he pulls out this little green booklet, and it's the Gospel of John. He says, if you read this, if you really read it, you really pay attention to it, you will start to find out who Jesus is. You know how he is, you know his heart, and you know what he's called you to do. So he gave me the book and he said, but I need you to promise me something. You need to finish it within this week because I've got more stuff for you. And so I say, okay. I go home that evening and I have my little booklet and I start to read um, John 1. And John 1 is just this... It's amazing because it tells you who Jesus is. That he is the word in the beginning, the one who created all things. And tells the whole story of the gospel. And then I go on to, to chapter 2 and you see Jesus at a, at a party turning water to wine. At a time where he says, it's not, it's not my time yet. But he cares enough for the people in their celebration. And he's the God of the people. I remember reading that and I remember writing it down in the book. He's the God of the people. Right. Now that I look back on it, it sounds political. Um, then, I, then I went on to John 3, where Jesus himself explains what it means to be born again. I remember sitting there thinking, oh, this is what I did. I, I, had, I understood it. I needed to give my life to Christ. But as I read this, I understood that I'm, I'm a new creation now. I remember I had uh, my uh, New King James Bible with a cross-reference in there, and I remember it points you straight to uh, 2 Corinthians 5, where the new creation passage is. And I remember reading that and underlining that. And then you see John 4, where, where Jesus shows no favoritism, and he speaks to this Samaritan woman who has a bad reputation in her own town. But Jesus, being Jesus, shares the gospel with her. And then she shares the gospel with her whole town. Thought. And then it goes on and on and on and on and on. Read the book of, of John, the gospel of John. It is amazing. So the next week, Anaclet goes, did you finish on the Sunday? He said, did you finish? Yeah, I did. So then we have these conversations, ask him some questions. But, but he's excited about the next thing he's going to give me. And he gives me this um, little booklet, uh, and it's a Bible study with a cassette. Some of you might not know what that is, right? But it, it, it's, it's a little tape that you put in a, in a radio and sound comes out. <laughs> but it's a Bible study on the Beatitudes. Um, and I remember going through it and loving it. 
And I would come back and Anaclet would have something for me every week. And I thank him because he sparked in me the love for God's word. Every single week, without fail, that whole year, till I went home for holiday, he had something for me. He had a book for me. Uh, he, had, um, uh, he got me a Bible at the end of the year. Um, yeah, really great guy. But the Bible, I, I love the Bible. And it's, it's, it's the way that I hear from God the most clearly. And it's the main channel that God uses to, to speak to us. He reveals who he is in his word, as well as what his will is for us. He sets clear boundaries in every area of life. God's word is the loudest and clearest way that he speaks. But we often miss out because we're not that invested. How many times have we, uh, even with a Bible reading plan, I'll, I'll admit there'll be days where you come to the end of your day and it's like, oh, I haven't done it. And then you quickly put it on and you listen to everything. And then it's just in one ear and out the other. Right? And God has so much for us in there. He wants to, he wants to share who he is. And, and how amazing is it that we have a God who reveals himself to us, right? A, a God who says, I want you to know me, and I want, I want to give you purpose, and I want to give you a plan. And he gives us his word. So how can we be ready? Well, the first thing is we need to read, and then we need to read, and then we need to read, right? We need to read and read and read and read. Anaclet used to say that all the time. Just read. Just read. Sometimes I would come to him when I started reading through the Bible. The first time, the next year, I said, I'm going to read through the whole Bible. And I would read some stuff, and, and I would come to Anaclet, and he'd say, what does this mean? And he would say, it'll make sense in a couple of months. He says, when you get here, that's going to make sense. So if you want to find this out faster, you need to read faster. So once again, lighting that fire, and I would read and read and read and read. And the scripture is amazing because as we read it, it's like building this database in your mind. And it's got these links connecting to this. As you read, it's like, oh, that's why they say this over here. Right? All, these, all these pictures in the Old Testament, you finish the Old Testament and then you come to Jesus and all these lights start turning on. It's like, this is why they sacrificed the lamb. This makes complete sense. And there's so many things that if you read and read and read and read, the Holy Spirit starts working in our minds to connect all these things in the Bible. Things that we thought were completely unrelated and disconnected. He brings them together. And, and what an amazing feeling it is. Isn't it awesome when you, when you read something and without going to a commentary or something, just the scriptures explain the scriptures and it just comes to life. That's one of my favorite things. I always get very excited because I feel like God himself is teaching me in that moment. And my father, my heavenly father, who loves me so very much, is sitting with me and saying, see, this means this, and that means that. And I love that feeling. God has so much for us, and often, we, often I lose excitement for this amazing word that he's given us. His words themselves. But the more we read, the more we prepare ourselves, the more we read attentively, the more we prepare ourselves for the Holy Spirit to speak to us in those times. If we are really reading and we are really looking and searching for God as we read, if we're really searching for him, he shows up. And I remember 
after doing my first year at NETS, I came to the end of the year, and Brian, I don't know if you remember this, I told you that I've been reading it so much, but I've been reading it just on an intellectual level, and I feel like I haven't been connecting with God. And I remember all of that this December, putting all these things, commentaries and all these things away and saying, I'm just gonna spend time, it's just gonna be me and you, God. And commentaries are great, all these things are great, but every time we go to the scriptures, we need to be looking for God, right? Many times I've gone to the scriptures, there are many times where maybe I've been debating with someone and I need to prove them wrong. So I go to the scriptures and I study it and I come back with all my knowledge and with all my pride and I lay it out for them. And I've missed God in that opportunity. Or maybe the times where you do it because it's just a religious thing and you've missed out on the opportunity. Or the times where you decide, I'm going to read this when I'm very sleepy. Shastin, I take my hat off to you. I cannot read the Bible at night. The moment I open it, if I just, one, two, out. Or you reread the same sentence over and over and over again. I cannot do that. So I have to pick another time. I have to pick early morning to do that. And I want to be fresh and alert and awake so that when God says something, I can catch it and I can hear it. It's an amazing thing the way the Holy Spirit works and, and reveals God's word to us. In John 14, verse 26, it says, But when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and remind you of everything I've told you. See, every time we read, the Holy Spirit teaches us something. And everything that he teaches us is so important. So we need to get into the habit of storing these things up. In Psalms 119, verse 11, it says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. And the, 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 in the Old Testament, in, in that time, the, the heart and the mind were interchangeable. So he's saying, basically, I, I'm memorizing your scripture, right? And there are many different methods of, of retaining scripture. Uh, I find that even with a Bible reading plan, if I'm reading it electronically, it doesn't stick as well as if I'm reading it with paper. So that's what I do. And I like to scribble in my Bible, put notes on the side, uh, underline things, because um, it helps me remember. And I think every time we come to the scriptures, you need to be thinking, how can I record what God is about to tell me? How can I make sure I don't miss out on this gold that God is about to give me? See, and, and, and when we memorize things, it gives us time to... to to think back on it. Um, we, I remember at All Nations, one of, our, one of our teachers teaching devotion said that we should read the Bible like cows eat. They chew the grass, they chew it, they swallow it, it goes into one stomach, it comes back up because they need to get more of that juiciness. And they chew it up and swallow it again, another stomach comes back up. I think to myself, what, every time, every time they said that, I thought, what does that grass on that fourth time, what does it even taste like? Right? All the flavor gone. But they, it extracts every last ounce of nutrients right? and deliciousness for them. Right? But the, we should think of reading the Bible in the same way. When I memorize, I can go back to it in, in my day. God can bring it up uh, as, as I'm going throughout my day. Many times the things that you memorize somewhere God will open, open it up even more. 
So he says that the Holy Spirit will remind us of, of the truth that God has taught us. If it's there, that's what he's going to remind us of. If we're not storing it up somewhere, if we're not writing it down, if we're not memorizing it, if we're not putting it somewhere where we can come back to it, we're going to miss out on amazing opportunity. I had, I had a, a situation, and, and it was awesome the way uh, God works all things out, right? And, and he works things out in ways that you don't even know. So I, at the end of, of, of my second year, uh, I was ready to go home, but I, I saw that if I bought a ticket two weeks after the day I wanted to leave, I would save, I think it was 500 bucks on the Intercape ticket. And so I said, okay, that's what I'm doing. So uh, our, our lease for that year was ending that day. So I called um, one of my old roommates. I said, can I come and stay with you for two weeks? And he says, okay. So I go and stay with him. And um, just to backtrack, when I became a believer, one of the big things that I had to um, really fight was uh, a lot of sexual temptation because of uh, sexual content and, and experiences that I had been exposed to. Some, some of them uh, are self-inflicted, some by other people. Uh, but I had all this, and, and I really wanted to wrestle with this. I wanted to be pure, like God said. So I remember um, that time getting to, to, to my roommate's place, and he had two other friends staying with him because his parents bought him this huge house. And he had two other people staying with him, and those two people were like rabbits. And I heard everything all the time. And this is horrible for someone who is trying to get away from this, to be pure. And I remember saying, okay, uh, I have some questions, and I had some questions about the Old Testament. I've been reading it, and it bugged me because it seemed like, as, going, as I was going through uh, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, that God did not like Gentiles. That was the first time I read it, I thought, man, God really does not like Gentiles. It's Israelites only, right? So in my mind, I, I remember asking Anaclet, and he says, go to God with it. I thought, please just give me an answer. Right? He says, no, no, go back to the word, really study it, and it'll all make sense. And I appreciate him for, for saying that, sending me back. So I decided in, in, those, in those two weeks that I was going to be there, I was going to read as much as I could. And I also wanted to, to read a whole lot because um, I knew that God would strengthen me in that time. Every time I read God's word, every time I read his word, every time I pray, uh, a lot of temptation that I'm struggling with, the pressure is alleviated. And, and God gives me strength for, for every day and every moment as this temptation comes back. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to double down. I'm going to read Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy in these two weeks. I am going in. And so as I'm reading, uh, I start to, to realize, you know what? I was wrong about this. It's not that God does not like uh, Gentiles, because the big thing for me was when he said, do not intermarry with the foreign people. And I thought, oh, that's very sketchy. And, 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 and what I realized then was what God was concerned with their worship, not the ethnicity of the other people, but their worship. He was concerned because he knew that if they would marry these people, they would start to worship all these other gods. And as I read through the Old Testament, I see other people from other nations coming to join Israel. 
and become part of the Israelites. They join in the worship. And so this all started to, to, to make sense to me. So I remember then it's, my <clears throat> it's the last day that I'm going back. And as I'm going back, what seems to be a completely unrelated issue is this girl that I had been talking to for, uh-uh, <laughs> for three years who was here in Vintook, um, who was not a believer, actually very much opposes anything about God. But I liked her. I thought this, maybe I can change her, right? Maybe we can start dating and because of her love for me, I will have an open door to share the gospel. We know that never works, right? But I was determined. I was determined. You know how we can make anything we want sound right, even when we know it's wrong, right? So I thank God for, for, for his word. In Timothy 3 verse 16, 2 Timothy, it says, All scripture is inspired by God and useful to teach us what is true, also to make us realize what is wrong in our lives, and it corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. right? And this was counteracting something that was going on in my heart, me convincing myself that this is, this is the right thing. And there are a lot of people that say, you know, trust your feelings. Right? Worst advice ever. Right? Jeremiah 17 verse 9 says this, The human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? And my deceitful heart was saying, this girl is the one for you. And so I remember uh, coming back and saying, hey, let's go to a movie. So we went to a movie, and then after that, we sat at Panerotti's. And as we're having this conversation, God is, is, is revealing to me with what I read from Leviticus he says, as I'm sitting there, he says, remember that thing of the worship that I wanted the Israelites to worship me and I know that whoever they enter into close relationship with will probably lead them away. I remember as I'm sitting there, the attraction for, for, for her is just kind of, as we're having this conversation and I actually brought up the, the topic of God and then all of these fiery arrows of hate came my way. And I just felt the attraction just melt away in that moment. But I know it, it had been that study of Leviticus, of Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, where I understood why God wanted his people not to intermarry with others. That it was about the worship and it's about their hearts. I remember even in that moment, God saying to me, look at Solomon. Look at all the, the ladies that he married who are not worshiping me, who led him astray. I remember going home that day and then calling her later and saying, you know what, let's just be friends. <laughs> and that was all God. Through the situation of the temptation leading me to read Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, and then using his word to correct me, it's just amazing how God can speak with his word. So God used the things that I had stored up uh, to turn me from my own desires that would have destroyed me. So let's think about how we are in, in, in our word, right? If we are not saturating ourselves with God's word, 
right? The enemy who tempts and our own hearts that tempt us. It says that we are tempted when we are led astray by our own wicked desires. Right? It's not just the enemy. It is our own hearts. And we know it's far easier to do what is wrong than to do what is right. But if we have God's word in us, and God's word is one of the, one of the agents that he uses to change our heart, to purify us over time, to make us wiser, I love in, in Proverbs how many times it says that, that my words would make the wise, I mean, make the simple wise. Or those who don't have understanding come to my word. But it's not just reading it and skimming it. I remember when I would study and my mom would tell me, have you studied? And I just read stuff, but I didn't underline anything. I didn't make notes. And I said, yeah, I studied. I said, I read these pages but nothing stuck, and then the next day in the exam, you panic, because right? you thought you looked at it, but it's now a faint memory, because you didn't apply, I didn't apply myself to it. Are we spending time applying God's word as well? See, we need to, we need to saturate ourselves, fill ourselves with God's word. I remember this lady at Nets, uh, this lady, uh, Auntie Deborah is what we called her, Auntie Debs, um, but she said, you need to, to read the Bible like you eat your food. You wake up in the morning, what's the first thing you want? Food. Coffee for some, we can also use coffee as well. That might even be more effective, right? But we need to con constantly go back to his word. And I would watch her. Every time we had a free period, Auntie Debs would be in the hall reading her Bible. And she could quote scripture like this. And everything that you'd ask her, she would take it back to scripture and says, God's word says this, so we should do this and this and this and this. And I loved it. I said, that's what I need to strive for. But a lot of times, what is, what is our excuse a lot of the time? Famous one, and it's an excuse for a lot more things. It's also an excuse for working out. It's an excuse for getting to things that you need to get to. You know it. We've all used it. I just don't have the time, all right? I don't have the time. I can't, I can't study the way you're asking me to study. I remember some Anaclet saying to me that, you know what, I, I, I do a Bible study. I study my word for two hours. I said, I don't have that time. And he says, yes, you do. You're a student. You must have that time, all right? And I did have that time. But as we look at our lives, we need to think of what we're prioritizing. I have a list of things. So, watching TV, Netflix, or YouTube. That last one is very dangerous because of the rabbit trails, reading novels, perusing social media, working, talking on the phone, pursuing hobbies, spending time with family, reading God's word. So there is nothing wrong with any of these things. Nothing wrong at all. But we need to ask ourselves, where do we spend most of our time? Right? Where do we waste a lot of our time? I tell this to, to anyone that I, any student that I teach the guitar, when I tell them, I need you to practice this at least 30 minutes. And then they go, I have hockey. And these are uh, grade fours, by the way. I have hockey, and then I have homework. Then I have this, then I have this, then I have that. And I say, how much time do you spend on YouTube? Oh. 
we need to ask ourselves, all the time that we're spending doing all these things, and things like spending time with family, very important, right? Things like working, very important. But our priority should be reading God's word. And I put it down there because a lot of times that's where we put it. Right? A lot of times it's like the last thing that we do. Not that important. If I don't read it today, it's okay. God is still here tomorrow. But we're missing out. We're missing out on God speaking to us. God wanting to say so much to us. We should make it a priority. So as as an application for today, I would like for every one of us to try this. In your Bible reading this week, whether you're on the plan or not, I want you to pick a verse or a passage of scripture that you're going to memorize. Right? Take that passage of scripture, write it down somewhere. Right? I always used to think the, the writing it down on cards was too old school of a method. It is the most effective somehow. Right? I would put verses on my phone and try to memorize them there. The paper, that little card, is magic. Right? So try and memorize it many different ways. I know people learn in different ways. Um, I remember one time trying to memorize uh, uh, Ephesians 1. And so I just decided, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it in song form. And I was able to get like to five. And then I got distracted by the guitar. But it was the way that it, it helped me pick up that part very quickly. So whichever way that you learn, I want you to try and memorize that. Not try. You can do it. We can all do it. We can all memorize. Right? All our minds are sharp. We can all do this. Memorize one of these verses and keep looking at it every day. Pull it out. Look at it. If you've memorized it, think about it. Write notes about it. I remember one time at Nets, this, this lecturer who, who came in, he preached a whole 30-minute sermon on the first, you know those, um, the, the, the greetings in all of the letters? He did a 30-minute sermon on the greeting of Ephesians. Just the greeting, right? Like one sentence. But he had looked at that verse and he looked at every single word, right? Write it down, reread it, memorize it, and see how God uses it. I guarantee you God will say something to you. I think it's something that we, we start doing now and then we continue to do. So will you rise to the challenge? People are on, will you rise to the challenge? Let's do this like a classroom. Yeah. <laughs> we can learn so much. We can hear so much if we read one of the many Bibles we have in our house. So let's do that. Let me pray for us. God, thank you so much. Thank you so much for your word that you've given to us. At this point in history, we are so lucky. Many of us have multiple Bibles. God, as, as, as Moses uh, was, was, was following you, he didn't have the complete Old and New Testament. Even the, the, the disciples did not have that. God, but what they had, they read and they treasured. So God, us who have the privilege of have, having the entirety of Scripture, how can we not take advantage of it? How can we not want to hear your words? How can we not want to receive your correction? How can we not want to see your promises? 
how can we not want to be reminded of how amazing you are? God, I pray that we would take your word and we'd read it and reread it and come to you and, and, and hear from you. God, I pray that we would treasure it um, and joyfully come to it and search for you every day. And Lord, I pray that we would, would store up your word in, in our hearts, that your Holy Spirit could speak through it. In your name we pray. Amen. This is Rico Veca, and I'm also a pastor at New Song Family Church. I want to thank you for listening to this message today, and it is my hope that you'll join us again for another New Song Family Church podcast.